Welcome everybody to episode four. Make sure I got this correct. Yes, episode four of the Hitman Chronicles Life and Times of Thomas Hitman Hearns. This is your host, the OG Rob Silva. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be looking at the ultimate chess match. As we go back to December 3rd, 1982, Thomas Hearns fighting for Wilfred Benitez's WBC Super Welterweight Championship. Now, the last episode, we talked about Hearns' second-round destruction of Pepino Cuevas, and then I ended the podcast reviewing quickly his epic loss to, to Sugar Ray Leonard September 16th, 1981. After losing to Leonard, he uh, Hearns Wasted no time. Three months later, he went back in the ring and he beat the middleweight Ernie Singletary. December 11th, 1981. On the undercard of Muhammad Ali's final fight in the Bahamas. When Ali, who had no business in the ring, looked lethargic in losing a 10-round decision to Trevor Burbick. After, after his defeat of Ernie Singletary, Hearns fought again in middleweight now. Hearns is no longer welterweight. He cannot make the weight anymore. And at six foot one, it made no sense for him to starve himself to stay at welterweight. If he was going to fight a rematch with Sugar Ray Leonard or a possible fight with Marvelous Marvin Hagler, it had to be at a bigger weight, no longer welterweight. So he beats Ernie Singletary by 10-round decision, and then he gets right back in the ring. February 27, 1982, and he knocks out Marcus Geraldo. With a phantom punch. I don't know what the hell happened that night. Marcus Geraldo was a perfect opponent for uh, Thomas Hearns. Marcus Geraldo was a six-foot middleweight. Uh, one of the few times someone was almost as tall as uh, Thomas Hearns. But midway through the fight, midway through the first round rather, Geraldo goes down from what looked like a uh, an insignificant combination, and he's counted out. It's a knockout. Uh, it kind of reminded me of uh, years later, <laughs> Bruce Selden getting knocked out by a phantom punch by Mike Tyson. Anyway, now Hearns has two wins at the middleweight division under his belt, and Negotiations begin for a fight in May of 1982, and I mentioned this on the Life and Times of Marvelous Marvin Hagler. They signed the fight May 24th, 1982 for Hagler's undisputed middleweight championship of the world. Hagler versus Hearns. But there was a snafu. HBO had signed an exclusive deal with Marvelous Marvin Hagler. I mentioned this all throughout the life and times of Marvelous Marvin Hagler tribute series, uh, you could, historical overview series, you could check that out here on the same platform that you're listening to uh, the life and times of Thomas Hearns here on the Hitman Chronicles. That was the series I did prior to this. There's the third series for new listeners that I'm doing, 10-part series on the history of a fighter. The first one was Muhammad Ali. The second one was Marvin Hagler. Now we're doing Thomas Hearns. Anyway, as I mentioned on the Life and Times of Marvelous Marvin Hagler, when we took a look at the Hagler-Hearns fight, 
HBO had signed Marvin Hagler, was the first fighter they signed to an exclusive deal, meaning they had first writer refusal when it came to the broadcasting rights. Top Rank wanted Hagler Hearns as a pay-per-view fight and should be a pay- I mean, not a pay-per-view fight. My bad. Pay-per-view didn't exist yet, except in selected maybe less than 100 homes throughout the United States. They wanted it to be a close-circuit fight. It only made sense. A fight that magnitude. We talk about two of the top five fighters in the world facing each other. It's going to be and, and Marvin Hagler's toughest fight. And this fight could be even tougher. For Definitely going to be tougher than Sugar Ray Leonard for Thomas Hearns. May 24th, 1982. The contracts were signed. They even put up posters. The fight was going to be held in Windsor, Ontario. Uh, right across the river from Detroit, Michigan. So everything was set except the broadcast rights. HBO said they had the first right of refusal, and the contract stated that. Bob Arum, top rank, wanted to fight on pay-per-view because that would generate the most revenue. That's understandable. So they were going to take it to court. The day before the, the, the court was going to hear both sides, top ranks lawyers and HBO's lawyers, uh, argue, litigate over who has the right to broadcast this fight. Thomas Hearns broke a pinky on his right hand in training. Fights postponed. Fights postponed. And Hagler had to go back to the drawing board and... Instead of fighting Hagler, after Hearns' pinky recovered, he fought on July 25th, 1982 in Cobo Hall, Detroit, Michigan, as he battered former amateur star Jeff McCracken to, and stopped him in the eighth round. And after the McCracken fight was over, instead of seeking a fight, now he's had three fights at middleweight, ladies and gentlemen, instead of going after Marvin Hagler, Hagler was waiting on Sugar Ray Leonard's decision, which would happen in November of 1982, to see if he was going to uh, get that mega fight with, with Sugar Ray Leonard. So the Hagler-Hearns fight was off the table, and I don't blame Hagler. He wants to go after the biggest cash cow in Ray Leonard. Hearns sets his sight on Wilfred Benitez, and for the first time in Thomas Hearns' career, he fights under the auspices of Don King, Don King signs the fight. Wilfred Benitez defending his WBC super welterweight title against Thomas Hearns, December 3rd, 1982 for Benitez's title against Thomas Hearns. Let's talk a little bit about what was going on in Benitez's career. As you guys know, Wilfred Benitez, one of the greatest Puerto Rican fighters of all time, the youngest World champion ever at 17, he beat Antonio Cervantes to win the WBA Super Lightweight title in 19, June of 1976. He vacated the title a year later, moved up to welterweight, um, and he defeated Carlos Palomino in January of 1979 to win the WBC Welterweight Championship. And then March 25th, 1979, he struggled, but beat Harold Weston, 
who who in Western Western after losing to Benitez in the next fight, he would give Hearns hell before having to quit due to a closed left eye, and that would be Western's last fight as he suffered a detached retina. Same fate that Sugar Ray Leonard um, suffered in his September 1981 fight against Thomas Hearns. After defending the title against Harold Weston, Wilfred Benitez would lose his title on November 30th, 1979 to Sugar Ray Leonard when Leonard stopped him in the 15th round. Great technical fight. Sugar Ray Leonard that night was phenomenal. And I hope to God I get to talk about that fight if and when I ever do. The Life and Times of Sugar Ray Leonard. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't choose these series. I let, the, I let my followers on Twitter vote on it. And then you guys decide who I do the series on. You decided it was Marvin Hagler. You decided it was Thomas Hearns. And when this Thomas Hearns series is over, you're going to decide who the next fighter is. And Sugar Ray Leonard will be in that poll. So you guys will decide. After losing to Sugar Ray Leonard, Benitez moved up to 154 pounds. Uh, he defeated Johnny Turner, Tony Chiv Chivarini, and Pete Ranzani before putting on a beautiful display of boxing against the WBC junior middleweight champion Maurice Hope, May 23rd, 1981. And in an amazing performance, Benitez landed a spectacular right cross that put Maurice Hope to sleep in the 12th round, knocking out Maurice and Benitez at the tender age of 22 years old, became the youngest three-time world champion. After defending his title against Carlos Santos and a beautiful display of boxing against Roberto Duran, Benitez decided to, to sign and fight Thomas Hearns December 3rd, 1982. Now, this was a crossroads fight for Thomas Hearns. This was a must-win fight for the hitman. Benitez, a win over Hearns, would all but probably guarantee him Fighter of the Year. It would have been between him and marvelous Marvin Hagler for Fighter of the Year. But if you beat Roberto Duran and Thomas Hearns in the same year, you're trumping whatever Hagler did because Hagler didn't beat anybody on that level in 1982. Now, I believe Hagler would win the award, but Benitez, had he defeated Thomas Hearns that night in New Orleans, it'd be his award Easily, no. Well, was it Larry Holmes? I'm trying to remember who was the fighter of the year in 1982. Um, I'll find out later on. Um, it's not important right now. What's important is Benitez was on a roll, and Benitez was now 23 years old at the height of his uh, of his uh, talent, of his popularity. All eyes were on this fight. But a lot of people thought, and by the way, Benitez had just turned 24 years old as he was born September 12, 1958. So Benitez was 24 years old going into this fight and looked to be in the prime of his career. He had just come off a virtuoso performance against the legendary Roberto Duran. Thomas Hearns was also 
24. So you had these two 24-year-old fighters in their prime fighting each other. And going into this fight, my father and I were saying that um, we didn't think Benitez was going to beat Hearns because of Hearns' height. Hearns was six foot one. Benitez was five foot ten. Hearns' reach advantage and Hearns' left jab. We didn't think Benitez could hurt Hearns in order to stop him because we didn't think Benitez was going to win the decision. My father, one of my father's all-time favorite fighters, is Wilfred Benitez because Benitez, like myself and like my father, a black Puerto Rican, and my father always loved Puerto Rican fighters, specifically black. Puerto Rican fighters. So my father, while he was rooting for Benitez, and this was the only time I ever saw my father root against Thomas Hearns, deep down inside he told me Benitez isn't winning this fight. Um, and even though Benitez was one of my favorite fighters going to the, into that fight, Hearns is my favorite fighter. And I don't care that Benitez was a black Puerto Rican like myself. I'm rooting for my favorite fighter. Like today, I love Puerto Rican fighters. But there's not a Puerto Rican in the world alive today that if he fought Nioa Noe, my favorite fighter today, that I would root against Noe. I'm rooting for Noe against anybody. There was a clown a year ago, well, less than a year ago, who posted on Twitter that if you're a black fighter, uh, I mean, if, that, if, if you're a black man and you root for Noe in his fight against Stephen Fulton, and then your mother's a whore. I posted right back. Well, I guess my mother's a whore because I'm rooting for a Noe. We went back and forth and the dude finally gave up. said, I was only joking. Man, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I took a picture with Stephen Fulton. It's on my Twitter page. So don't give me that nonsense. Love Stephen Fulton. He didn't stand a chance in hell against a Noe. Nobody does at 122, 126 pounds. But... I digress. And Inouye, like I've mentioned several times throughout Inouye's career, and I started talking about Inouye a decade ago on World Championship Boxing Podcast I used to do with my former partner, Logan, that Inouye was going to be an all-time great, and that Inouye was the Japanese version of Thomas Hearns. Well, you know what? He's become the new and approved version of Thomas Hearns. Anyway, as I said, I digress. I was rooting hard for Hearns, and... I didn't think Hearns was going to knock out Benitez. I thought Hearns was going to dominate enough to win the decision. Now, it's a 15-round fight. And if somehow, some way, Benitez can tie Hearns, maybe he could come on slate and either sweep enough rounds down the stretch or maybe even stop Hearns. That was the only chance my father and I thought Benitez had against Thomas Hearns. Well, you know what? We're going to go to the night. Of the fight, December 3rd, 1982. And we are going to do our traditional watch along. So uh, let me go to YouTube, okay? Let me go to YouTube because um, I wasn't sure uh, what fight I was going to, what, uh, what uh, fight channel I was going to use. But while you guys are uh, listening, and I'm going, matter of fact, you guys don't even have to do this, but I'll give it to you anyway, because the link of the fight will be in the description of the podcast. But um, what I want you guys to go, and let me make sure I got this right, because I don't want to make any mistakes. I want to get the full fight, and I want to get the perfect uh, 
Let me see. Let me see. How's this one? All right. You guys are going to go to your YouTube app on your smart device, smart, uh, your, 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 your computer, your iMac, your tablet, your smartphone, your smart TV, YouTube. Type in the search engine, Thomas Hearns versus Wilfred Benitez. Click on the link to Batman Boxing. And let me uh, see. Let me see. I think we might go. Oh, I don't want to mute that. Mute that. Mute that. Mute that. Mute that. All right. We got Sugar Ray Leonard's at ringside with Barry Tompkins. They do a little ba 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 all right, you're going to go to the seven-minute and seven-second mark, and the link will be in the description of the podcast for where to watch it. But when you do click on the link or go to Batman Boxing, Thomas versus Wilfred Benitez, the Batman Boxing channel on YouTube, you go to the seven-minute and seven-second mark, and from there, I will do the countdown, and we will begin the watch-along. Make sure you mute your devices. Because I will do my customary play-by-play that I do each and every week here whenever I do my historical life and times of a fighter. So we're going to go to the seven-minute, seven-second mark, and I'm going to begin my countdown. All right, once again, I have the link of this fight in the description of the podcast. Make sure all your devices are muted. The seven-minute and seven-second mark of the Batman Boxing YouTube channel link to Thomas Hearns versus Wilfred Benitez. All right. I'm going to do the countdown. If you look at your screen, once you've paused at the seven minute, seven second mark, you see Don King in the background and Emmanuel Lewis to the left of Thomas Hearns as Hearns and Benitez are doing that similar face off that Benitez did with Sugar Ray Leonard. Okay. Five. Four, three, two, one, hit play. There we go. They're facing off Hearns and Benitez, but Benitez did the same thing with Sugar Ray Leonard. I remember my father and I were watching the fight that night, December 3rd, 1982. We were laughing because uh, <laughs> it really made no sense. It, uh it, it didn't work for Benitez against Leonard the first fight, and it's not going to work against Thomas Hearns in this fight. Benitez has got to find a way to get inside Hearns' jab, go to the body, try to wear down Hearns a la Sugar Ray Leonard. Round one is about to begin, and here we go. Key to this fight is Hearns' jab and Benitez's ability to counter punch Benitez, one of the greatest counter punches in the history of the sport. Both men, 24 years old and in their prime. Benitez is moving backwards, and I remember when this fight began, my father was like, nah, he needs to go at Hearns. He can't be moving. It's not going to work. No one has ever outboxed the hitman, the Motor City Cobra, Thomas Hearns. Hearns, double jab. Nothing's happened yet. No, nothing's landed. Right cross missed by Benitez, and then Hearns followed up with a jab that missed. Benitez has a tendency to go up against the ropes and counter. 
Hearns has got to be careful with that. Benitez very coy, and he employed that tactic several times against both Palomino and Harold Weston, he stayed off the ropes against Duran. He stayed in the middle of the ring and dominated Duran with his defense and counterpunching. Right to the body there by Hearns. The first actual punch that's landed in this fight. And then um, Benitez jabbed to the body. Neither man has done anything other than the affirmation. There goes a jab that Hearns finally landed. Another stiff jab by Hearns. Everything with Hearns is the jab. Everything's off that beautiful left jab and what I consider the second greatest jab in the history of boxing. And Benitez needs to stay off the ropes. That rope-a-dope, counter-punching off the ropes is not going to work against a great boxer like Thomas Hearns. What he's got to do is get inside and forget that off the ropes. And a nice stiff jab there by Hearns. A chess match here, ladies and gentlemen, which is what my father, a nice stiff jab there by Hearns, is which what my father and I expected. Nice right cross there by Hearns. Right to the body by Hearns. Benitez staying up against the ropes far too often here in the first round. Hopefully his pops, Gregorio, tells him that he's got to stay off those ropes. That rope-a-dope is not going to work against a fighter like Thomas Hearns. Hearns missed with a right cross. Benitez moving way too often. Nice right cross for Hearns. Benitez is a great counterpuncher. Up against the ropes again by Benitez. And Benitez has done nothing but just lay up against those ropes. I know he's trying to counter Hearns. And maybe he thinks by cutting off distance. Nice left to the body by Hearns. Hearns missed with a right cross. In Thomas Hearns' entire career, not a single fighter was close to outboxing him. And the round one, that round went to Hearns. He controlled the action with the jab, and he just stayed up against the ropes far too often. 10-9, round one is over, 15-round fight. Gregorio giving Benitez instructions in between rounds. Gregorio Benitez also trained Esteban de Jesus, the first man to beat Roberto Duran. So uh, uh, Gregorio uh, Benitez trained two fighters that defeated Duran, Esteban de Jesus and, of course, his son, Wilfred Benitez. Manuel Stewart rubbing off Hearns as we get ready for round two. Scheduled for 15 rounds for Wilfred Benitez's WBC Super Welterweight Championship. A title he won approximately 18 months ago when he knocked out Maurice Hope in the 12th round. Benitez moving, 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 but throwing no punches. I know Benitez is a master counterpuncher, and he's going to have to find a way to counter that left jab with his own right cross. Double jab there by Hearns. Hearns effectively jabbing to the body. His jab to the body has been more effective than the jab upstairs.
Once again, Benitez up against the ropes. Nice right hook, left hook combination to the body by Thomas Hearns. Hearns missed with the right cross there. A win by Benitez in this fight, and he clinches the 1982 Fighter of the Year. Nice right cross by Hearns. That was the best punch of the fight so far. Benitez, uh, right to the body by Hearns. Benitez stayed up against the ropes far too often. Benitez has got to get off those ropes. No, nice three-punch combination by Hearns. Right cross, then left hook to the body, then right to the body by Hearns. Right to the body again by Hearns. Hearns body punching being very effective here in this fight. Right cross, left hook combination by Hearns. Hearns opening up much more in this round. Um... He's not phased, but Benitez is doing nothing. Stiff jab by Hearns. Benitez has got to find a way to counter those shots by Hearns. Stayed up against the ropes. Rope-a-dope. Maybe trying to get Hearns tied. Is that going to work? Benitez missed with a right cross. The first punch he's attempted in several seconds. After this fight is over, I'll talk about what happened with Benitez's career after this fight. Double jab by Hearns missed, but he's pumping the jab and being far more active and effective than the legendary Wilfred Benitez. I've often said this many a time. Ooh, ooh, four-punch combination, five-seven consecutive shots by Hearns. Hearns with a nice combination inside. Benitez is doing nothing but allowing Hearns to carry the action right to the body. Right cross by uppercut by Hearns. Another right cross. Hearns with a four-punch combination. And Benitez is doing nothing right to the body by Hearns. It is all Tommy Hearns. 10-9 in round. 10-9 for Hearns in the second round. 2018 after two rounds on my scorecard. As they show the replay, Benitez staying up against the ropes far too often. Ah, nice right cross right there. That was a beat. Now, Benitez is making Hearns miss a lot as I've got Benitez. Oh, nice. Oh, that was the end of the round. It left to the body by Hearns. I do have Benitez as my fourth greatest defensive fighter of all time. But you got to do more than make Thomas Hearns miss. You got to make him pay. And right now, all Benitez is doing is trying to lay up against the ropes, make Hearns miss, but not return fire. Getting ready for round three. My father's belief that night was that Benitez was trying to tie Hearns, but you gotta, you gotta counter Hearns. You gotta get inside and go to the body. Benitez has done none of that. As my father and I sat in a legendary, legendary Puerto Rican, Puerto Rico theater near Brook Avenue and 138th Street in the, in the South Bronx that night to watch this fight. And uh, I think I was the only dude in the audience rooting for Benitez. I mean, rooting for Hearns because South Bronx and it was a mostly Puerto Rican crowd. My father 
stayed very quiet when it came to rooting that night. He he had a very intense look on his face. He was very sober. He didn't drink that night. He was focused on the fight, and he'd make his comments about what Benitez needs to do. And, and at this point in time, in the third round, my father's like shaking his head like, no, nah, um, there's no way in the world Benitez could beat Hearns fighting like this. Nothing's really happened here as they're in the middle of the ring here in round three. But Hearns missed with a left jab, then a nice jab to the body by Hearns. Stiff jab by Hearns. Another stiff jab by Hearns. Hearns with that educated jab, dominating the fight, but everything coming off that jab. The fight's in the middle of the ring, and with that jab, my father would comment, and I'm commenting now, Benitez has to time that jab. But the fear is, if he... Doesn't time it correctly, he could walk into that spectacular right cross by Hearns. And as my father mentioned that night, Benitez is wary of Hearns' right hand, which at that point in time, oh, nice right cross. See what I mean? Nice right cross by Hearns. Hearns' right cross in 1982 was the biggest weapon in boxing. Oh, the best combination. Benitez landed all fight, left hook, right cross combination. Nice right to the body by Hearns. And Benitez once again backs up against the ropes. Oh, nice left uppercut, right cross combination by Hearns, then a double jab. Benitez back in the middle of the ring. Benitez just missed with that left hook. He's throwing more punches this round. Oh, nice left jab to the body, right cross over the top by Hearns, then a double jab. Another round dominated by Hearns. Stiff jab by Hearns. You're not going to outbox Hearns. What Benitez is doing right now makes no sense. In the middle of the ring, he's trying to outbox Hearns. Up against the ropes, he's trying to lure Hearns in, but throwing no punches with that uh, horrendous rope-a-dope. Hearns now moving, moving, sticking, sticking and moving, sticking and moving. As he's got another round in the bank, the round ends. 10-9 Hearns. After three rounds, I have a 30-27 Thomas Hearns. This was one of the last 15-round fights in WBC history as beginning in 1983, January 1st, which is four weeks away from this fight, they went to... 12 rounds and they did that after Boom Boom Mancini had killed Dooku Kim in a fight a few weeks prior November of 1982 the final 15 round fight will be held approximately 8 days later uh, Bobby Chacon versus Bazooka Lamone in one of the greatest fights in boxing history and um, I'll talk about that fight and give its historical overview when I get to that, as it's part of my greatest fights in boxing history that I do on the Boxing Recap Show, round four has already began, and Benitez moving but doing nothing. He throws a right to the body that misses. Benitez is an effective counterpuncher, but he's done no counterpunching whatsoever in this fight. A testament to Hearns' great boxing ability and that phenomenal left jab. Damn near 
damn near impossible to counter. You got to be quick-handed, like a Benitez or a Sugar Ray Leonard, but Benitez has yet to effectively counter that jab. Another jab to the body by Hearns, and Benitez is moving in, as my father would call it, unnecessary movement. Benitez has to, has to stand his ground and try and counter that jab. Oh, nice three-punch combination by Hearns, and then he moves away as Benitez tries his own right cross. Hearns boxing brilliantly and just beating the hell out of uh, Benitez as far as chess. We call this a chess match, my father and I. Right now, Benitez's chess game is horrible. Left hook there by Benitez. He finally counted that jab with a left hook and it landed. Jab by Hearns again. Hearns, stiff jab. Hearns controlling the action with that beautiful left jab. That battering ram of a left jab. Left jab, right cross combination by, by Thomas Hearns. Those of you who follow monster Nioa and Noe's career you see the similarities in his style when it comes to looking at Thomas Hearns Nioa and Noe everything off that battering ram of a jab and every punch in a book nice left jab right cross combination by Hearns and, uh, Hearns just dominated with that jab Double jab again against by Hearns. And Benitez is not the, another stiff jab by Hearns. Hearns' jab will stunt your offense. Just like Nioa and Noe's jab will stunt your offense. And it sets up everything else. Referee gives Hearns a warning for holding uh, Benitez's head down. Nice double left hook there by Hearns. Benitez missed with a right. Left hook by Benitez in a right cross. One of the few combinations that Hearns comes back with a double jab right cross. The end of the round, and I think a point was taken away from Hearns for pulling down. Yes, a point was taken away from Hearns for pushing Benitez's head down. Let's see. So that would have been Hearn's round. But the point deduction makes it 9-9 on my scorecard. So it's 39-36 Hearns after four rounds. Hearns boxing brilliantly. He's got to stop holding. Pushing Benitez's head down because it cost him a point in that round. We're getting ready for round five. And then New Orleans Superdome, December 3rd, 1982. Didn't make sense for this fight to be in the Superdome. This fight should have been at Madison Square Garden. It should have been in, in, in San Juan, Puerto Rico, or Detroit, Michigan. Not. New Orleans, Louisiana. Nice left hook inside by Hearns and a left to the body by Hearns. Benitez opening up, missing, but he's thrown more punches in this round to begin a round than any round yet in the fight. 
Once again, Benitez with unnecessary movement. You're not beating Hearns moving like that. He should have learned from watching the tapes of the Sugar Ray Leonard fight. Sugar Ray Leonard versus Hearns. Sugar Ray bounced, and all Sugar Ray Leonard did was give away rounds, moving and moving against Hearns. It was when Leonard stood his ground and went to Hearns' body that he began to have success. There goes that jab again by Hearns. Hearns controlling the action with the jab. Another stiff jab by Hearns. Left jab, left hook by Hearns. Benitez beginning to throw more punches, though. He threw landing a nice combination there. Missed with the left hook there. Benitez beginning to open up. Maybe he thinks that... uh. Hearns has lost a step, we'll see. Hearns still controlling the action with the jab. But kudos to Benitez for stepping up. Nice double jab there by Hearns. And Benitez continues to go up against the ropes. Benitez with a double jab there. Benitez's jab, other than then, has been non-existent. And Benitez has a very good jab. Benitez just missed with a right cross counter over... Hearns' left jab, which was the first time I actually seen him throw the right cross over the jab counter. So I think Benitez now is beginning to try to execute his game plan. Right there. Oh, nice right cross. That should be a knockdown. That's a knockdown. That's a knockdown. The first knockdown of the fight. Benitez was dropped with a right cross. Um, I don't think he was hurt. I think he, uh, he stumbled after getting hit with that right cross. But it's a knockdown nonetheless. Nonetheless, right cross, left hook combination by Hearns. Benitez was having his best round of the fight right to the body by Hearns until he got knocked down. Hearns pushed Benitez's head down. He's got to stop that. He's already been ducked to duck to the point because of that. Left hook by Hearns. End of round five, 10 8 Hearns, 49 44 Hearns after five rounds. Let's look at the knockdown. He missed with the jab. He landed a right cross right there. He landed a right cross, and Benitez was briefly stunned. That was a legit knockdown. Benitez's gloves hit the canvas, and the referee stepped in and called it a knockdown. Nice right cross right there. Hearns did not land with his, with his entire body or else that would have been lights out for Benitez. Once again, look at the knockdown. He missed with the jab and then a right cross right there. Stunned Benitez for, for a split second, causing Benitez to get knocked down. And um, when Benitez got up, Hearns missed with a right cross that had it landed. I don't know what the referee would have done because Benitez might have fell face first. After the referee had called that a knockdown. Round six. Benitez is way behind on my scorecard. He lost the first five rounds just like Sugar Ray Leonard lost the first five rounds against Hearns. Benitez has to step it up. Nice three left hooks inside by Hearns. Beautiful left jab right cross combination by Hearns. Ladies and gentlemen. Study Hearns' style. Study Nioh and Noe's style. This is what you call boxing. 
brilliantly, especially against a master defensive fighter and counterpunch. A nice right cross by Hearns. Left jab again, missed with the right. Benitez now beginning to step up. He knows he's way behind. Gregorio, oh, right cross by Benitez. Benitez is going to have to get involved in a firefight because he's way behind and he's losing. Oh, nice left jab, right cross combination by Hearns. Then he moves out. Hearns boxing brilliantly. Nice combination to the body by Benitez. Benitez stepping up his offense here in the round. A left hook to the body by Benitez. It's Hearns up against the ropes. Now Hearns ties up Benitez. Ooh, nice left hook, right cross combination by Hearns. Once again, Benitez up against the ropes, and he allows Hearns to throw a double jab right to the body. Combination to the body. Right cross by her Hearns. Battering Benitez up against the ropes. Right cross by Hearns. Another right left hook combination by Hearns. Benitez up against the ropes far too often in this fight. Right to the body, left to the body by Hearns. Hearns with a right cross. Hearns with some beautiful display of, of power punching here. A stiff jab by Hearns. Left jab, right cross, left uppercut by Hearns. Stiff jab by Hearns. This is Hearns at his utmost best. Just fighting brilliantly. Even though my father loved Benitez, he beamed with pride watching Hearns fight that night. Hearns controlling the action with his beautiful boxing. Benitez does not have an answer for Thomas Hearns tonight. Oh, nice right cross over the top by Hearns. I got to give Benitez credit. His chin has, has a... Oh, no, the right cross staggered Hearns. I mean, staggered Benitez. Benitez is in trouble. He's lucky that was the end of the round. Another round in the bank for Thomas Hearns. Oh, Hearns is... Corner's happy. Benitez rocked by a beautiful right cross late in the round. Another round in the book for Hearns. 10-9. 59-53 Hearns after six rounds. I hope they show that a replay. Hearns with a brilliant display of offense in that round. Let's see if, if this is the point. Right there. Right cross. Boom. Staggered Benitez. And Benitez had to... Use all his power not to go down. And you know what? They could have scored that a knockdown. Watch the replay. There goes the right, right on top of the head. Benitez's equilibrium is, 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 is off. And then the ropes save him from going down. The referee technically could have called that a knockdown. Nonetheless, another round in the book for, for, for Hearns as we begin round seven. It's been all Thomas Hearns. This fight shows you just how great of a fighter Sugar Ray Leonard was back then because Leonard was able to overcome this boxing mastery and come from behind and knock out Thomas Hearns in the 17th round just 15 months prior, September of 1981. And he totally dominated, in my opinion, 
Wilfred Benitez before stopping him in the 15th round. Both men's only loss in their career were to Sugar Ray Leonard coming into this fight. Benitez, unnecessary movement. He just cannot find the answer for Thomas Hearns. Benitez is a beaten fighter right now. You saw on the graphic, Michael Dokes versus Mike Weaver. Weaver defending his WBA Heavyweight Championship of the World against Michael Dokes. A horrendous first-round stoppage. Dokes won the fight. It was one of the worst referee stoppages I've ever seen in the history of the heavyweight division. Not much going on in this round. Hearns hasn't even pumped the jab like he's had in the first six rounds. Could be a round that Hearns is taking off. I don't know. I'm surprised Hearns didn't try and jump on Benitez at the beginning of round seven. But Hearns fighting a smart fight. A very high-level IQ fight. As once again, the jab to, as Benitez was up against the ropes. Hearns landed a nice jab. And Benitez has done absolutely nothing in this round. Right cross over the top again by Hearns. Oh, right cross by Benitez. Hearn smiling. That got his attention there. Stiff jab by Hearns. Left hook, double left hook by Hearns inside. 30 seconds left in the round. Once again, Benitez... Benitez just missed with a right cross there, but Benitez's offense has been silent as it has been throughout most of this fight. That left jab by Thomas Hearns takes your offense away. Right to the body by Hearns. Benitez hasn't come close to winning a round in this fight, and the pattern continues. In the seventh round, another round in the book for Hearns. 69-62 Hearns after seven rounds. Benitez needs a knockout to win on my scorecard or multiple knockdowns and win every round. Like I mentioned, when we went to see this fight on closed circuit at the Puerto Rican Theater on 138th Street and Brook Avenue in the Bronx, my father sat there with a stern look on his face. And you could tell he was proud of the way Hurts is fighting, but he was also torn as Benitez is one of his all-time favorite fighters. And Benitez was doing nothing. Nothing. Benitez is a master counterpuncher, defensive boxer. That type of fight is not beating Hurts. You got to get into his stomach. You got to go to his body. You got to get into a firefight. Just like with Nioa Noe, and <laughs> most boxers do not want to take that chance. And I don't blame them. As we begin round eight, I love this footage that I, that I chose for you guys because there has been no commercials on YouTube so far. Benitez, once again, up against the ropes, and just he missed with a left hook there. But his offense is non-existent. 
Hearn's two biggest weaknesses is his chin and his stamina. So we will see if Benitez is able. Nice right cross there by Hearns after the stiff jab. Once again, Hearns. Right, right and left to the body by Hearns. Hearns with the jab. Benitez learned a hard lesson this night. You cannot outbox Thomas Hearns, and he should have known that. Right cross by Hearns again. Benitez up against the ropes way too often, and you cannot lay up against the ropes against Hearns when Hearns has what is, in my opinion, the greatest offensive skill set in the history of boxing, soon to be surpassed by Nioa Noy. Ooh, Hearns just missed with a left uppercut, but what a combination by Hearns. Hearns with a stiff jab, Benitez doing nothing but taking the jab and taking the combinations by Hearns. Benitez with a nice left hook there, but it didn't have any effect because Hearns was backing out. Hearns just missed with a right cross over the top. Stiff jab by Hearns. Right cross by Benitez. Counter right cross. One of the few counter right crosses he's landed over that jab this fight. Which we thought was going to be the key to his own oh, nice combination to the body by Benitez. Stiff jab by Hearns. Another stiff jab by Hearns. Benitez just missed with that right cross. Jab to the body by Hearns. Another jab by Hearns. Benitez missed with a left hook. Hearns lulls you to sleep with that left jab. He keeps you oh, common, right to the body left hook by uh, Benitez. Benitez is best round so far. Hearns moving, moving, moving. Right cross again by Benitez. Benitez beginning to land effective counters over that jab with the right hand. I, I give that round to Benitez, 10-9. 78-72 after eight rounds for Hearns. Benitez began to land that counter over the left jab. Let's see if it continues to be effective. Because that was an effective round for Benitez with the right over the jab. There goes the right to the body, left hook. Well, the left hook didn't land. It it, it, it kind of cuffed him by Benitez in the replay there. Wilfred Benitez, beautiful, handsome man in his prime. Uh, his looks were one was one of the reasons for his downfall. We'll talk about it. After the end of this fight, we get ready for round nine. We're in round nine. Benitez, unnecessary movement. He had success in the eighth round, the last round, because he stood his ground. There goes a combination to the body by Benitez. Then the left that caught uh, Hearns' uh, arms. Left hook inside by Benitez. Benitez beginning to counter effectively here. Oh, they butted heads there. They butted heads there. They butted heads there. Okay. 
Ooh, nice right cross by Benitez. Hearns' jab right there. Hearns is throwing... Hearns might be conserving his energy. He probably felt like he was a bit wary. And so the last couple of rounds, he could be conserving his energy because um, the key to him beating Benitez is by outboxing Benitez. And so that might be the reason why Benitez has been able to outland and outpunch Hearns the last couple of rounds. Hearns is not, that goes a combination to the body by Benitez. Hearns is not pumping that jab out the last two rounds like he did in the first seven rounds. Once again, Benitez up against the ropes. Hearns missed with a right cross there. Hearns missed with another right cross. Hearns missed with the jab. Benitez has to start throwing punches, though. He just can't make Hearns miss. Left to the body by Hearns. Double jab by Hearns missed. Hearns beginning to pump the jab now. He might have gotten his second win right to the body by Benitez. Nice right cross by Benitez there as Hearns was backing out. Both men missed with their shots there. Double jab by Hearns. Less than 30 seconds left in round nine. Another jab, another jab by Hearns. They missed, but right now, this round is up for grabs. Nice right cross inside, left hook by Hearns. Oh, that's a knockdown. I'm not sure if that was a knockdown, but the referee is counting that as a knockdown. We'll have to look at the replay. I'm not sure if they tangled feet, but this is going to be Benitez's round. So Benitez has won two rounds in a row. 10-8. Round eight. So now I have it. 86-82. Hearns after nine rounds. And Benitez cutting into that lead. If he sweeps every round, now he could win a decision. Let's see if that was an act. He, a jab to the head. And then Hearns, that's a slip. That's not a knockdown. That's a slip. Hearns slipped. Stumbled and fell because that jab had no effect. It barely grazed him on the top of his forehead. Then you see that Hearns missed with the jab and then he stumbled. Not a knockdown in my book, but look, got to go by what the referee says. So 10-8. 10-8. Benitez. 86-82. Hearns. After nine rounds. Round 10 begins. Benitez has a shot now. Benitez has a shot. Winning the last two rounds with the knockdown, albeit an erroneous call by the referee, but still a knockdown nonetheless. Hearns beginning to pump that jab again, which is going to have to tune out Hearns. Near the ropes, right cross, left hook. Nice left hook by Hearns. Right cross by Hearns. Right to the body by Hearns. That knockdown might have woken Hearns up because he had been very inactive the, the last two rounds prior to that knockdown. 
What's keeping Benitez in this fight is the point deduction and the knockdown now. Oh, right cross by Benitez. But that's the first punch. Oh, nice left jab, right cross combination by Hurds. Another right hand. And then left hook to the body by Hurds. Right cross by Hurds. But Hurds with all oh, beautiful right hand. Hurds. Hurds opening up for the first time in a few rounds. Left jab, right cross combination. Now Benitez with a double left hook. Right cross by Hurds. Benitez having the fight, knowing that. Oh, nice combination by Hurds. Everything off that jab. Body work, left hook by Benitez, uppercut, right cross by Benitez, left uppercut landed by Hurts. Uppercut by Hurts, left hook by Hurts. Right cross by Hurts, uppercut, did a double uh, combination to the body by Benitez. Benitez, oh, nice left hook to the body, and then a, a, a double right uppercut by Benitez after Hurts landed up. Oh, nice. Right cross by Hurds. Best two-way action of the fight so far here in round 10. Hurds says, fuck that rope shit. Get to the get to the middle of the ring. <laughs> Benitez wants to back up against the ropes. Hurds keeping it in the middle of the ring. Hurds breathing heavy for the first time in his fight. He threw a lot of punches in his round. Left took counter by Hurds. Hearns breathing heavy. Benitez up against the ropes. Hearns backs up to the middle of the ring. Double left by Benitez. Left took counter by Benitez. This is a tough round of score because even though Hearns opened up for the first time in a few rounds, Benitez. Oh, nice right cross by Hearns. End of the round, and, and you know, that right cross sealed that round in the book for me for Hearns, 10-9. 96-91 Hearns after 10 rounds. As they show action, and, and oh, that left actually hit the gloves. Uh, actually, you know, a lot of those, there goes the left took that Benitez landed, followed by a right cross counter by Hearns. Yeah, Hearns won that round. We're getting ready for round 11. If Benitez swept all five rounds on my scorecard, the last five rounds, he'd get a draw. But uh, Benitez is going to have to find a way to knock out Hearns. And in the previous round, he had success going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Hearns. We'll see what happens here round 11. Benitez moving unnecessarily. He needs to stand his ground. That's where he's had his best success when he stands his ground. Like right there with a three-punch combination by Benitez. They tie up in, in, in the ring. Nothing of note other than that combination by Benitez has occurred in this here, the 11th round. Nice right cross counter by Benitez. 
Oh, nice left jab, right cross combination by Hearns. Another double jab by Hearns. Left hook, right cross combination by Hearns. Stiff jab by Hearns. Benitez spending far too, too much time up against the ropes. Right there, uh, Benitez tried to counter the jab and just missed, but he's done more of that the last few rounds. Round 11 of a scheduled 15-round fight for Benitez's WBC Super Welterweight Championship. Nice double jab by Hearns. Hearns trying to become a two-weight class champion. Combination to the body by Benitez, then they butted heads. Stiff jab by Hearns. Once again, Hearns controlling the action with the jab. The key to Hearns' offense is always that great left jab of his. As I said many a time on my several podcasts that I've done over the last 13 years, the only man that had a better jab in the history of the sport, in my opinion, was Larry Holmes. Jab by Hearns and Benitez missed with the combination there. Hearns once again controlling the action here in the round with the jab. Benitez missed with a combination. Hearns backs away. Hearns back to the jab. Right to the body by Hearns. Benitez missed with a combination. Stiff jab by Hearns. Another stiff jab by Hearns. Right cross by Hearns. Benitez had landed his right cross right before Hearns landed that right. Another round in the book for Hearns. 10-9. 106-100 for Thomas after 11 rounds. Well, they're giving instructions. Let me look up the scorecard, the official scorecard of this fight. So when this fight is over, we can compare their scorecards to my scorecard. Here we go, round 12. Nice double hook inside by Hearns. Hearns has that beautiful left to the body, left jab to the body, just brilliant stuff. Double jab by Hearns. The first missed, the second one landed. Hearns keeps you at bay with that jab. Nice jab there again by Hearns. Another jab by Hearns. Hearns controlling the action, moving and sticking that jab out here in round 12. 
Benitez, unnecessary movement. This does nothing. He's got to stand his ground. The, the most success Benitez had in his, in his fight is when he stood his ground and gone toe-to-toe. Now Hearns controlling the action with that booming left jab. Hearns there stumbled a bit there, but he continues to... Ooh, nice left hook inside by Benitez. See when Benitez stands his ground and punches with Hearns? A stiff jab by Hearns. He has much more success, but Hearns with a triple jab. Hearns... Jab here in the 12th round is just brilliant. Benitez with a right cross, but still Hearns controlling the action with the jab. Right cross, left uppercut by Hearns. Right cross by Hearns. He counted Benitez's jab there. One of the few jabs Benitez has thrown. But Benitez's jab in this fight has not existed. Nice. They both landed. They both landed rights and lefts at the same time. Hearns was more effective as Benitez looked to be briefly stunned for a second. But nice right cross by Hearns. But he recovered real quickly. Stiff jab by Hearns. Another stiff jab by Hearns. That educated left hand by Thomas Hitman Hearns. Left hook, right cross combination by Benitez. Stiff jab by Hearns. Another stiff jab by Hearns. Jab and then he made Benitez miss with the right. The end of round 12, another round in the book for Tommy. 10-9. I've got it 115-109. Hearns after 12 rounds. Benitez needs a knockout. I'm not sure late in this fight he has the power to knock out Hearns. He's going to have to catch Hearns with a... Picture perfect right cross and then jump on him. And Benitez looks exhausted in his corner. And the Hearns corner very calm. Emmanuel Stewart always a common influence, father figure. To the hitman, the Motor City Cobra, Thomas Hearns. Round 13. Both men have gone down, even though the knockdown that Benita scored on Hearns looked to be a, an error on the referee's part. Also, a point was deducted by Hearns, making this fight much closer than it should be. Hearns sticking that jab out again. Sticking that jab out. Nice stiff jab there by Hearns. Hearns controlling the action with the jab. Benitez had just missed with a right cross. Nice jab again by Hearns. Combination by Benitez, then Hearns sticks to the jab. 
Another jab by Hearns. Left hook by Hearns. Benitez is definitely tied because his offensive output in this round has been very limited. Left hook caught Hearns' glove. Hearns, once again, controlling the action, especially in the middle of the ring. Stiff jab by Hearns. Another stiff jab by Hearns. Another stiff jab by Hearns. A jab! Hearns with a master class and throwing the left jab in this fight. Another stiff jab by Hearns. Left hook inside by Benitez. Referee breaks them up. Another stiff jab by Hearns. 13th round, and Hearns does, looks much fresher than Benitez, which is not what my father and I expected. My father and I expected if this fight to, was to go long, that Benitez would come on strong late and lose a decision. Right now, he's not coming on strong late. He's getting outboxed here in the 13th round. Another stiff jab by Hearns. Nice combination to the body by Benitez. And then they butted heads again. Benitez once again up against the ropes for no reason. He's got to be in the middle ring and he's got to try to get inside. Right cross cuffed Hearns. Stiff jab by Hearns. Nice left took by Hearns off a three-punch combination. Another round in the book for Hearns, 10-9. I've got it now, 125-118 Hearns after 13 rounds. Brilliant display of boxing by Hearns in this technical chess match. A chess match that he's totally dominated. We see what happens in the last two rounds. Now, while watching this fight with my father, I was nervous as hell. Even though I knew in the, in the back of my head that Hearns was dominating the fight, I was still worried about Hearns' legs um, giving out on him like it did against Sugar Ray Leonard. Here we go, ready for round 14. Nice left took off that uh, three-punch combination by Hearns. Stiff jab by Hearns. Hearns continues to control the fight with that left jab. Right to the body by Benitez. Hearns' jab took away Benitez's jab. Another jab. Just like Hearns' jab took away Sugar Ray Leonard's jab. Stiff jab by Hearns. Everything off that jab just continues to control the action. Nice double jab there by Hearns. The jab to the body has been beautiful throughout this entire fight. 
And Benitez's jab continues to fall way short. When he throws it, he doesn't throw it. Benitez missed with a combination there. Hearns boxing brilliantly behind that jab. Another stiff jab by Hearns. Ooh, nice left hook counter by Hearns. Benitez has got to go all out. He cannot stand in the middle of the ring and continue to get hit with that jab. Left hook by Hearns. Benitez with a right cross that landed. Benitez has got to jump on Hearns, regardless of what happens. Right now, he's losing. He's got a Hearns double, triple jabbing. Another jab by Hearns. Right cross, left hook, a left hook by Benitez after Kearns landed his combination, but it's one and done for Wilfred. Stiff jab, another stiff jab by Hearns. Another jab by Hearns. Hearns' left jab has been nothing but phenomenal in this fight. He's put on a clinic of throwing the jab. Right cross by Hearns, left hook, another left hook by Hearns. Right, left to the body by Hearns, right to the body by Hearns. Combination by Hearns. Benitez, stiff jab by Hearns. Benitez has got to throw back, try to counter those jabs with his right hand. Right now, all he's doing is taking the jab. Another round in the book for Hearns, 10-9. 135, 127 Hearns after 14 rounds on my scorecard. Benitez needs a miracle. Let me pull up these scorecards. Here we go, the 15th and final round. I got the scorecards. Man, I'm going to laugh at one of these scores. Anyway, here we go, round 15. Hearns continues to pump that jab. Left hook inside by Hearns. Hearns, left jab, right cross combination. Benitez, oh, nice left hook, right cross combination by Benitez. But is it too little, too late? He should have been doing that five rounds earlier. But you see Benitez land that combination, then he goes seconds without throwing another punch. Right cross by Benitez. Left hook inside by Benitez. Left hook by Hearns. Right cross by Hearns. Hearns sticking with the jab. Hearns boxing brilliantly.
fifth jab by Hearns. Left jab, right cross combination by Hearns. Benitez missed with a right counter right cross. Right cross counter there by Benitez landed. Left took inside by Hearns. Benitez just missed with his right cross counter over the jab. Benitez trying to counter that jab in his round, which he should have done several rounds ago. He should have started the fight trying to counter that left jab with his right cross. It's too little too late. Stiff jab by Hearns. Another stiff jab by Hearns. Stiff jab by Hearns. Benitez with a left hook. Benitez, oh, Hearns just battering Benitez with that jab. Right to the body by Hearns. Hearns moving, moving, killing the clock and keeping Benitez at bay with that left jab. Stiff double jab by Hearns. Benitez had brief momentums winning rounds eight and nine, but after that, it's been all hitman. Less than 30 seconds left in the fight. Double jab by Hearns. Benitez right to the body. Jab to the body by Hearns. Right cross, left hook combination by, by Hearns. Benitez landed with a right. Nice left jab, right cross, left hook combination by Hearns to punctuate the fight because that's it. It's over. Ladies and gentlemen, you can end the broadcast there. You can get out of that. I want to uh, talk about the scorecards and the aftermath of this fight. Okay. My final scorecard as I gave the 15th and final round to Hearns was 145 136 Hearns. Let's look at the uh, uh, the official scorecards. Referee Dick Young had it 146-137, which is just a round off from what I had it. Great score. Tony Castellano had it 144-139, which again, in the ballpark of my scorecards. Nothing wrong with those scorecards. Those were excellent scorecards. Lou Filippo, legendary referee, longtime judge as well, had the fight even at 142-142. What the fuck was he smoking? How could you couldn't give Benitez more than, than four or five rounds at the most in this fight? He gave Benitez seven, eight rounds. Didn't make any sense, but I leave it alone. Thomas Hearns wins by majority decision. I don't know what the hell Lou Filippo was looking at. Tommy can completely dominate this fight with his beautiful boxing. He outboxed a master boxer in Wilfred Benitez. Now, let's talk quickly about the downfall of Wilfred Benitez after this fight. After this fight ended, Benitez had to go back to the drawing board. Benitez was looking at trying to fight marvelous Marvin Hagler. So, after losing this fight, 
as I got a damn. All right, here we go. After losing this fight to Thomas, what the heck's going on with this? Uh, all right, all right. I finally back up on back up on it. I'm, I pulled up Benitez's career record. After losing to Thomas Hearns, he would look lethargic in beating Tony Serta on May 18th, 1983. Then July 16th, 1983, he fought Mustafa Hamshow in a 12-round elimination fight, the winner to get a shot at Marvelous Marvin Hagler. The fight was shown on ABC, and my father and I sat there and thinking Benitez was going to put on a master clinic because Mustafa Hamshow, a brawler, was tailor-made for a man with the counter-punching ability of Wilfred Benitez, with the defensive ability of Wilfred Benitez. Benitez hadn't turned 25 yet. He was still 24. He wouldn't turn 25 until September of 1983. Benitez, for the entire 12 rounds, laid up against the ropes and was a dope on the rope as Mustafa Hampshire pressured him, battered his body, and landed. Combination after combination, and winning every second of every round in that fight, Benitez was never in it, and Benitez was washed up. At the age of 24, Benitez was washed up. He grew old overnight in that fight against Mustafa Hampshire. It was a horrible display. And then almost a year to the date, July 14th, 1984, he fought Davey Moore. Benitez broke his ankle. And got knocked out in the second round by Davey Moore. And that was it. Benitez should have retired right then and there. Benitez became a punching bag. A, uh, a year and a half later, Matthew Hilton beat the holy hell out of Benitez on national television before violently knocking him out in the ninth round. And that was it. That was it for Benitez. And when he got knocked out by Matthew Hilton... He got knocked out by Matthew Hilton. Let me do the math on, on his age. You know, he, he, got, he got knocked out by Davey Moore. He got knocked out by Matthew Hilton. He got beat up by Mustafa Hampshire. And he was only 27 years old. He would fight several times before finally retiring in 1990. When he retired in 1990, it was, I believe, it was on his birthday. Right? I believe it was on his birthday that he retired in 1990. No, it was a few days after his birthday. He retired six days after his, or his last fight was six days after his birthday in 1990. All right. He was 32 years old and fighting with dementia. He had no business in the ring, and Benitez has been on death's doorknob the last 30 years. I don't know how he's still alive. He has serious brain issues. He's been hospitalized several times due to his brain injuries that he suffered in the ring. It's sad how he was all but washed up by the age of 24. In my opinion, the single most talented fighter of Puerto Rican heritage. The greatest Puerto Rican fighter in talent wise, not the greatest Puerto Rican fighter of all time. That is between Wilfredo Gomez and Felix Tito Trinidad. Benitez is the most talented, overall talented Puerto Rican fighter I've ever seen. And his fall from grace was rapid.
His decline happened damn near overnight. I don't believe the fight with Thomas Hearns had anything to do with his decline. I believe it had to do with his lifestyle. Wilfred Benitez was a beautiful, handsome man. And in his prime, he betted many, many women and he indulged in cocaine and alcohol excessively, which led to him being washed up at the age of 25. Not, not only that, but add the fact that he started boxing at a very young age. He turned pro at the age of 14 in Puerto Rico. You can't take punches as a 14, 15, 16-year-old boy. It's going to add up in the long run. Yeah, he won the world title, the, the WBA junior welterweight title at the age of 17 against the greatest Colombian fighter of all time and Kid Bambale, Antonio Cervantes. But taking punches at a young age will eventually take its toll. And by the age of 24, 10 years into his career, his career was over. And those last seven years that he fought, it was just too much punishment unnecessary punishment on a brain that already had been damaged from being hit as a young man and from his cocaine and alcohol abuse and his several dalliances with women. Benitez was still a first ballot Hall of Famer because whatever he did after 1982 doesn't negate what he did before losing to Thomas Hearns. As far as Thomas Hearns goes, after his beautiful masterpiece of a boxing lesson he gave to Wilfred Benitez, he would defend his he would defend that title against Murray Sutherland and Luigi. Well, I believe the Murray Sutherland fight was a non-title fight. Yes, it was. It was a 10-round fight. So he def he beat Murray Sutherland in a non-title middleweight fight. Then he totally dominated Luigi Mancello on February 11, 1984 to defend his title for the first time. And then June 15, 1984, another super fight for Thomas Hearns. The third super fight he's had in less than three years. He fought Leonard. He fought for Benitez. Now he's going to fight Roberto Duran. June 15, 1984. That will be the next installment. That will be part five of the life and times of Thomas Hitman Hearns here on the Hitman Chronicles. So, ladies and gentlemen, that broadcast will happen in approximately one week. We'll be back Friday morning with my fight recap. We will look at the two British fights that occurred over the weekend featuring Connor Ben and Joshua Boazzi. But the main topic of Friday's show will be the ESPN Thursday night show headlined by Tiafimo Lopez defending one of his Alphabet Soup Junior Welterweight Championships. And Tiafimo Lopez is the main champion because he beat the man who beat the man. He beat the man who beat the man in Josh Taylor. So I consider Tiafimo Lopez the true Junior Welterweight Champion of the world. He will be defending that title against the tough boxer Jermaine Ortiz, the slick clever boxer should be a very good fight um i'm gonna give my prediction right here i see tio lopez winning a very tough 12 round decision to move on to a possible super fight with somebody 
hopefully a Devin Haney or Subriel Matias later on in the in, in the year. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back Friday morning with the Boxing Recap Show. And then a few days after that, we'll be back with part five of the life and times of, of Thomas Hearns as we look at his June 1984 fight against the Hands of Stone, Manos de Piedra, Roberto Duran. Until Friday morning when we talk Tiafimo Lopez versus Jermaine Ortiz. I want everybody out there to continue to be blessed and be a blessing.